Some say Chinese is one of the most difficult languages in the world, and learning it is almost impossible. So learning Chinese, the most difficult thing. So I'm sort of tone deaf. I can't really hear them. I think the cultural mindset is the biggest complication for the grammar. It's just complicated so much. Only because you're not learning it in the right way. Why not try Takeaway Chinese, where you can take some Chinese away and experience progress day by day. Take away Chinese. We will promise you a difference. Welcome to Takeaway Chinese. I'm Niu Honglin, and joining me today is our very lovely Georgia Masad from France, and she is joining from online. Happy to have you. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be back. Great to have you on the show, as always. So. I was wondering because you're in Europe, and、uh, I know it's not the same if you live there and work there and have a life there. But for me, Europe is a really good place to travel around. Just like I would assume, China, in your opinion, is a really great place to travel around because there are so many different things, different culture, different food, of course, to you know enjoy. But、um, when you are traveling, what is your let's say habit? When it comes to whether or not to hire a tour guide, because the situation in China is that we use the same language, and yes, people have different accent, and some of them even have dialect. But actually, basically, we speak the same language, or at least we understand each other because we use Mandarin, and it's quite easy if we want to hire a tour guide to introduce us to the local situation. But in Europe, people use really different languages, and do you? Find hiring a tour guide a help or sometimes a hindrance to your overall travel experience. Well, this is a very good question. As you mentioned,、uh, traveling around Europe,、uh, it's so much fun.、Uh, but at the same time, you you go through so many different languages. And sometimes when I travel to countries where I don't actually speak the language, I, there's the need to actually hire a tour guide.、Right. Otherwise. Yes, I think I I would be lost without it. I think you could still manage to have a good travel plan and still have a good trip, but it wouldn't be the same thing for me. Well, it's easier because I speak Italian, French, and uh, uh, English, so I look for someone who speaks one of the three languages.、Mm. But sometimes it's more difficult because if you come from a small country with a, a not that well-known language, it's more difficult to hire a tour guide. Because yeah, not everyone speaks your language. So I will say the lingua franca is English, of course, and mainly all of the tour guides speak、uh, in English. But I think it makes the travel experience much easier.、So、talking about Europe, where there's so many things to see, and I think that hiring a tour guide is one of the best decisions. Wow! First of all, three languages and counting, because we're learning Chinese right now, really impressive. And also, I totally agree with you. I mean, when I was much younger and much poorer, I felt like hiring a tour guide is a little bit expensive, and also it's not as free because I couldn't just, you know, make decisions at that exact moment. I mean, I made a plan about visiting a certain place, but at that moment, I do not want to go or I want to rest for a while. I mean, if you have a tour guide or if you join a tour group, it's going to be different. It's going to be harder to be that flexible. But as I grow 
older and a little bit mature, I feel like having someone to talk to, especially someone from local area, to tell you about the situation, it's it's quite enjoyable. So first things first, do you know how to say tour guide in Chinese? Given that in the future you're gonna have one. Uh, I think it's 导游导游 perfect 导游 yes so 导 carries the meaning of guide so guiding mm-hmm. you to different places helping you for example we say 导师 导师 is actually mm-hmm. a mentor when you're in your postgraduate study you have a teacher who is telling you or guiding you in terms of what subject to go or what direction to go with your research. That is 导师. It's a little bit different than 老师. 老师 we know is teacher. 导师 is more like uh, carrying a guiding function. So 导. And 游 is 旅游. So that's travel. Travel around, visit different places. So 导游 literally is a tour guide or guide tour. Well, anyway, you get the gesture. So 导游 is going to be the theme of today's episode. So for our dear listeners, if you're interested in Chinese culture and you want to get a grip on the Chinese language, then this is the show for you. Stick with us for 30 minutes and you soon see the rewards. And for more fun Chinese learning, follow our Facebook page, Learn Chinese, to watch many fun videos and live streams. But now, let's provide you with some free Chinese for takeaway.这次旅行请一个当地的导游吧。咱俩的想法不谋而合。请导游很省心，不用自己做攻略了。希望导游是个艺人。对，这样就不怕尴尬了。这次旅行，请一个当地的导游吧。咱俩的想法不谋而合，
please, Gelke and Muses, please. I'm oh, very glad you're making mistakes. I think your mistake justify my being here. This is a tiny mistake. Well, it's not exactly a mistake because Qing exactly carries the meaning of please, but here it actually is a very polite way of saying hire. Oh, uh-huh. We say, let's hire a makeup artist to help us. Because if you think about it, we can also say gu. Gu is literally higher, but gu is a little less polite. So if you use qing, someone to do something for you, you're being a little bit polite and you're actually talking about hiring. So qing. Oh, this is, this is great. It carries to me the word of asking them politely. Right? To, it's so nice. And that's qing. So can you think of another example using the word qing with this meaning? What mm, some yeah, other cool. occupation or some other profession you can qing? Uh, That's perfect. I'd like to hire like yeah, a Chinese teacher. Great. So and that's qing. And of course, we know yiga. Uh, one. Yes. Dangdi. Local from a local place. Exactly. Dangdi. Actually, dang carries the meaning of that place or that time because if we say dang di it's local it's the place we're talking about dang tian that day so for example let's meet on tuesday and at that day i will take you to a really delicious place i can say so dang carries the that kind of meaning so it carries a very specific local place or exact time kind of mm-hmm. meaning so Dangdi would be local, yes. And the we know is apostrophe S. Daoyo. Our word of today, so local uh, tour guide. Local, local tour guide. And ba. Ba, it's to end the phrase. Yes, it's at the end of the sentence saying that it's a suggestion. Completed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's get off work. So ba is yeah, like a suggestion. Perfect. That makes the two of us. We had the same idea. Mm, yes. So, uh, the two of us. The two of us. Yes, you and I. Do you know another way of saying the you and I? A woman. Woman or woman. Yeah, great. is a little more colloquial. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's much more often used in the northern part of the country. I think the southern part does not use it that much. But definitely they'll be able to understand. And the相反. An idea, uh, also, uh, yes, an idea would translate it as this. And literally, actually, xiang we know is think or miss. Thought. And fa mm-hmm. is like banfa. Banfa is mm-hmm. the way. So basically, xiangfa is the way of thinking. So it mm-hmm. makes sense. It's idea. So xiangfa. You can sometimes also say, xiangfa. I have an idea. So I have an idea. It's a way to start a conversation. It's actually the first time of meeting this. Uh, happen to say to share the same view, having the same idea. It's really interesting and I've never seen it before. Yeah, because this is a Chinese idiom. We know, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of Chinese learners, idioms are the hardest because yeah. they carry the exact meaning, but the four characters are set. So you have to remember the exact character. You cannot really change it to a different character and mean the same thing. It does not work like that. It's like a set phrase, but a very condensed set phrase. So here, bu, we know it means no, mo, exactly. mo, hua. basically here means to communicate or talk or even coerce. And r means then, and he means harmony or agree. So 
without talking to each other, we land on the same idea. That's why 不谋而合 basically means happen to share the same view. So it happens to. It's like we didn't discuss in advance. That's the meaning of 不谋而合 I have to say, this one is relatively an easy one already because if you understand each character, you kinda can guess the meaning of it. There are more difficult ones with a story, a historical story behind it, and it's even harder to guess the meaning. But for this one, you can guess the meaning. Yes, and it really resumes the idea of two very close friends not communicating but being very connected to each other and having the exact same thought for this trip. So I, I think it's perfect in this case. Yes, so 不谋而合 In the future, you would be able to use it with your friends that sing exactly. alike. <laughs> and then we have 请导游很省心，不用自己做攻略了 Having and hiring a local tour guide is very convenient. In this way, we don't have to do all the planning by ourselves. Perfect. So we already know 请 is hiring to hire 导游 local tour guide、mm-hmm. 很 or tour guide yes. Uh, very convenient,、uh, convenient, and、uh, not worry-free, worryless. Have you seen this word before?、Uh, never. Is it the same as?、Uh, can I say it as? Biashenzin. Does it carry the same strategy,、uh, for example? So don't well, worry, don't stress. I think it's a little more than that because 省、mm-hmm. we know. Do you know the word 省钱 I don't actually. 省钱 means to save money. 呃、uh, ，比如说，我不想买这个了，我要省钱。I don't want to buy this anymore. I am currently saving some money. So 省 has、mm-hmm. the meaning of save, and 心 is heart. So 省心 is basically saying that because in especially traditional Chinese mentality or way of thinking, we used to think we think with our heart instead of our brain. So if You use your heart too much. If you worry too much, you would use your heart too much. So we say 费心费 is 浪费 or 花费 So 花费 would be spend, and 浪费 is like let's say wasting. So using too much, basically. So 费心 is like you use your heart a lot, and 省心 is save a lot of heart. So save heart is actually saving the thinking process or saving the brain power. So 省心 is like you do not have to. Why don't we say do not have to worry too much? It's actually saying you don't have to think ahead. You do not have to worry about everything. You are carefree, rather. Now I understand. It really takes the the responsibility from your heart away. Exactly, and also it's not only used to describe a situation, but you can use it to describe people. You can say, "This child is very careful. The child is carefree. This child do not need too much." Worry from, for example, the teacher or from the parent. So we're not、mm-hmm. saying the kid is a carefree kid in terms that the kid is very happy and worrying about no things. It's like they do not worry other people. They do not bother、okay. other people. When you use 省心 to describe a person, it means that. And if you use 省心 to describe a situation, it means that it does not bring trouble to people. I will be using this word a lot now. <laughs> this is a very useful word. I I think one of my goal is to be a 省心的人 I do not want to bother、mm-hmm. other people. I hope things that are handed to me are taken care of correctly. I do、mm-hmm. not want to bother other people. So, 我想做一个省心的人 We also, yeah, that's the thing. So, 省心 And then we have the word 不用 
呃，不用 ，so 呃、uh, ，no need， no need， 嗯哼，自己 ，ourselves， it's great. Ah,、uh, actually, 自己 if we want to translate it directly, of course, it means self. So 我自己、mm-hmm. ，I myself， 你自己 ，you yourself. Yet here, I'm very glad you're using ourselves to explain 自己 here because exactly it means that in the sentence. Because if we only say 自己 the sentence has no subject. That's the thing、mm-hmm. about the Chinese sentence or Chinese language. Sometimes you omit the subject or the object because you already know who you're talking to. It's a high context language, and you're doing a really good job adding that subject in. I'm very glad. So here, of course, it's 自己 but it's ourselves. Um, 做 about to make to plan in this case.、Mm-hmm. We saw that、uh, the other episode. So to plan. A、uh, plan ahead and have a plan for the travel. In this case, exactly. 攻略 For those of you who do not understand the word perfectly, listen to the previous episode. You will find 做攻略 for a trip, 做攻略 for a game, and sometimes even 做攻略 for let's say a certain procedure that is relatively complicated. So 攻略 And then we have the sentence. 希望导游是个艺人 I hope the tour guide will be an extrovert person. 希望 To hope, to hope, and of course, here is the same situation. It's 我希望 I hope, but the 我 subject is omitted, which is fine in Chinese. 导游 we know is tour guide. That's the key word. 是 is 个、uh, yes, 个 is the quantity word. And again,、uh, can you tell me why here it's 是个 not 是一个 Uh, well, I think it's because it's omitted uh this time too, and it's clear that we're talking about the tour guide as a singular person. That is correct, perfect, actually, and that's another phenomenon in the Chinese language. That is, if the number is one, sometimes you omit the number, but you still use the quantity word. Sometimes I say, 我要吃晚饭 I'd like to have a bowl of rice. You don't have to say 我要吃一碗饭 You say 我要吃晚饭给我拿支笔 Hand me a pen. Again, there's no e,、mm-hmm. but there is the 只 the quantity word. So that's how you do it in Chinese. Omit one, but it's only when the number is one. Because if it's otherwise, you do not know how many you want. So that's、okay. the case. And Asian, an extrovert person. <laughs> For those of you who are not reading the script, which we posted in the explaining part of the episode, you might not notice or you might not understand. Actually, this e is the English letter e. So it is already a thing. It's already how Chinese people, especially the younger generation, talk. We sometimes have this phenomenon where we insert a English letter or English word into our daily life and make it a Chinese word in a way. So Asian is literally a A B C D E E kind of person. Asian is person, and E here stands for extrovert. Now, can I ask you how do you say the country? How do you say introvert? We say well. Can you guess? I don't know. Actually, <laughs> introvert starts with I, so literally we say I 人 I 人 Yeah. Sometimes you would just directly say, 我是个 I 人我不想去参加这个聚会 And that means I'm an introvert. I don't want to attend that meeting. Yes. So I 人 is an introvert, and E 人 is an extrovert. Perfect. So I think E 人 is the perfect tour guide, and not I 人 <laughs> I agree. Final sentence. 对这样就不怕尴尬了。Yes, correct. In this way, we don't have to worry about having some awkward moments. Hmm. 对，呃、uh, ，correct, correct.、Yes. You're agreeing to the other party. So, do you know some other ways of 
agreeing to the other party, agreeing to the person you're talking to. Could I say in a middle country way? Yes, you can say that, but that's a really long sentence. I was hoping you were going to say something like 是的 or 是呀. <laughs> See, that works as well. Just like shorter version. But of course, yours is correct as well. And 这样, in this way, in this way. Actually, this is very, very useful because you're basically saying, uh, you're using in this way to basically summarize the situation. And you're saying in this way, for example, I can say things like so this way, it's not the correct way. It's not the correct way. Doing this, doing it this way is not right. So 这样做不对. Mm-hmm. You can also say 这样说不礼貌. How you said it, it's not very polite. Exactly. You said it yes. way. So it's not polite to say it like this. So basically, we're using 这样 plus the verb to show that doing this thing in this way, so to express that meaning. You can also say, for example, if you walk over this way, it's closer. Can you say that in Chinese? 这样走过去更近. Perfect. 这样走过去更近. So 这样走 means walk like this. 过去, over there. 更近, it's closer. So that's how you use it. You use 这样 plus the verb. And then that basically means doing it in this way. Great. Yes, this is very useful actually for a day-to-day conversation. Exactly. You can use it in a lot of scenarios, more than you can imagine. And in this sentence, we do not use a verb because in this sentence, mm-hmm. we're talking about the situation, the whole situation. And we have just, just, or yeah, yeah. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the word you use in a sentence. So it's mm-hmm. uh, to make the structure of the sentence relatively more complete. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry, worry-free. In itself actually means to be afraid of. And don't afraid of, don't worry about. Um, awkward moments, awkward situations. Yes. So, ganga. Actually, in the Chinese, I would say, especially jargons on the internet, people started to say ganga zhong. Zhong is a condition or even a syndrome. So, people say when other people are not talking to each other, they say, It's like I'm having this symptom, having this situation of being really awkward. It's like a disease and I cannot <laughs> deal with it. Something like that. So an awkwardness. Awkwardness. So But here it's awkward. So we don't have to worry about being awkward or just like having awkward moments anymore. That's the perks of Asian, I guess. All right. Do you have any questions towards today's conversation? Well, I wanted to ask you, pa, could be uh, the last phrase we saw, could it be used at Bokompa? Also with the, uh, or is it just bupa? Bupa. I understand your mm-hmm. confusion, but again, we say that Chinese is the language that really enjoys and like two syllable words. So I understand mm-hmm. because kongpa, of course, is a correct Chinese word, but to be worried. Yes, to be worried. But we do not have bu kongpa. We just say bupa. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, All right. It's something I really enjoy about Chinese language, how it's very single phrase and it's clear. Uh, I enjoy it so much. Oh, I'm very glad. Okay. So uh, how about we try the conversation now? Perfect. Great. I'll go first. 这次旅行,请一个当地的导游吧。咱俩的想法不谋而合。请导游很省心,不用自己做攻略了。
。对，这样就不怕尴尬了。You're listening to Takeaway Chinese with myself, Niu Honglin, and Georgia. We would love to hear from you. Send us your thoughts by email to learnchinese@cri.com.cn. Coming up next, let's talk about whether or not to hire a tour guide and what makes a really good tour guide. Don't go away, so you will take some Chinese away. Welcome back to Takeaway Chinese. I'm Yohan Lian, joined by Georgia online. I was wondering, Georgia, because in the very beginning of our conversation, we talked a little bit about the perks of hiring a tour guide. But in what situations, or let's say, there are different situations. Sometimes I just want to enjoy a very relaxed city walk kind of experience. I do not want people to. I, I literally. Don't want people to talk to me about anything. I just want to walk in the city and、uh, experience it by myself. So, what are some situations that you feel like hiring a tour guide is so much better than not hiring one? Well, I completely agree with you. Sometimes I think it really depends, but first on your mood as a group or as a solo traveler in the city you're visiting. I think you can just do a little bit of both. I think that one of my best travel experiences was. Having a tour guide for one day and maybe just travel, also getting lost, having this yeah, getting lost is fun. <laughs> getting lost somewhere, but at the same time, I think that without a tour guide for, I don't know, you can also hire a tour guide for only for a museum visit or for a specific stroll around the city. I think that without it, the experience wouldn't be complete. But also having the、uh, possibility of being alone, exploring by yourself, and discovering new places that maybe even the tour guide doesn't know about—it's very important. So I think a mix of the two would be the perfect thing. In Chinese, we have this expression "you li you bi." You li you bi. Yes, you means half. Li is、mm-hmm. like the perks, the pros, and bi is the cons. So it means that it's a two-edged sword, or it has the good side as well as the bad side. And I think it's the situation for whether or not to hire a tour guide. It's basically your own decision. And if you're really wealthy, having a lot of money, or a, a really great budget for this tour, of course, hiring someone to help you with everything, and maybe if even. Giving you a tailor-made experience, you can tell them what you want. You do not have to share this tour guide with any other people. It's definitely it can be really nice. So that's the thing about tour guides. And actually, here in the Chinese, let's say internet, there has been this very interesting tour guide, or very let's say I would even say a renowned. Great tour guide. He would only take you to the very authentic local places, and he would. Even ask the shop owners to give you a discount because they know each other, and it's see that's the great tour guide I would want to hire. So, in your opinion, what makes a really good tour guide? What are you looking for for tour guides? Well, I think the story of Xiaoqi he would be my perfect、uh, tour guide because, as you mentioned before, when you're a tourist, you,、uh, when you don't speak the language, especially you're in a very vulnerable、uh, situation. You don't know maybe how prices should be, how higher、mm, compared to your own country, and many many times we have all heard stories of people getting scammed from tour guides that have been hired. So I think this really puts people in a non-trusting tour guide situation, which is it's kind of sad. And I'm really happy that right now、uh, the situation is slowly changing, and people are having more trust in tour guides and these. Tourist guides such as Xiaoqi are emerging more and more, 
So I think that it really makes the travel experience a lot more relaxing, stress-free, and it's something you want as a tourist, not to feel too vulnerable or being afraid of getting scammed. So I think that the perfect tour guide is someone who really recommends you good places with good prices. And I think Saudi is the perfect one. I, totally. I would hug you. I agree but, with you. And also here I was trying to, because this year, more and more people started to go to their French traveling destinations. They are embracing the possibility and the experience of traveling and the travel market is really seeing a great increase. Also with the development of internet, more and more people are able to share their stories, their 攻略, share their traveling experience, share their recommendations for 好的导游 on the internet. So people are facing more choices and are enjoying traveling much more. So hopefully, when you come here to China and start traveling around, I can be your daoyou or we can hire a really good one and travel together. I would love to. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of today's Takeaway Chinese. I'm Niu Honglin with Georgia Mosset from online. And for more episodes of the show, you can visit our website at radio.cgtn.com and go to the column podcast. You can also listen to the show and read the script there. Find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just search for Takeaway Chinese. Don't forget to leave your questions, comments, and ratings. 我们下次再见。再见, thank you very much. 